Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. God bless you, Christmas-loving, incarnation-celebrating, Jesus-trumpeting, Bible-believing, salvation-seeing Christians. God bless you. Nothing we do in church is a coincidence. Everything we do is done with great care and much thought and has been worked out over the course of thousands of years to faithfully confess the truth preserved in Holy Scripture for our edification and for our eternal salvation. So please open your service books to page 164 where we find the post-communion canticle for divine service setting one. Page 164, under the title, Post-Communion Canticle. Do you see the, the rubric printed there? Rubric is the, the word, it actually comes from the color of the ink. It's red, right? So it's rubric. Um, it says, one of the following canticles or an appropriate hymn is sung. See that? During Lent, thank the Lord is not sung. And then it's added back in, right, when you get to Easter. The reason we take things away is just so we can bring them back, um, really, is so we can focus during those certain seasons and then bring them back. Thank the Lord is the canticle that we've been using during the divine service setting one because of its singability compared to the other option, the Nunc Dimittis on page 165. But look at the Nunc Dimittis. You recognize it, don't you? We sang it in divine service setting four all throughout the last Trinity season. For months on end, we were singing this. You know these words. What does it say next to the title, Nunc Dimittis? Song of Simeon. Right. We just read about Simeon in our gospel pericope, didn't we? You can see on the right-hand side of the page, too, page 165, that this part of the divine service is drawn from Luke 2, Verses 29 to 32, they're in that small print, right? A section of the gospel reading for today, the first Sunday after Christmas. Simeon's words become your own after you take Jesus into your hands and then into your body at the Lord's table. That's when we use these words in the service, after having received communion. Simeon was at the temple, at church, when the promise he had received that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ was fulfilled. And he took Jesus' little body into his hands and he blessed God and he said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory for your people Israel. That's Luke 2, 28 to 32. One extra verse there, right? For you, the Lord calls you to, calls to your remembrance here at church that he has fulfilled his promise to you as well, to save you from your sins when you come to his table and take into your hands a little bit of Jesus' body, just like Simeon, holding him there in the palm of your hand, which is hidden under the bread of communion, and for you too, death has been stayed by the Lord's Christ. So you 
will see your salvation that God has prepared for you in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of all of God's people. The gospel message, the cross, the empty tomb, it all stands fixed, the promise still intact. And that's what communion is all about. As we are literally taking the fruit of the cross, the body and the blood of Christ for our salvation, trusting the promise. It is, it is the pinnacle of the service because it is the place where our faith is strengthened. Like going to the gym. Every single Sunday you come here and you work out your faith muscle. You are strengthening your faith as you see one thing and you believe what the Lord has said. Growing stronger in your belief in the Christ. The scripture reading describes Simeon's words as blessing the Lord. And so, if you recall from our use of the divine service setting four, after the Nunc Dimittis and the post-communion collect, we say, let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God, right? It's like, yep, just comes out. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are blessing the Lord, just as Simeon did, because the Lord blessed him, and the Lord blesses us. It's good to be like Simeon. Luke tells us he was a righteous and devout man. That's how he's described. And he had the Holy Spirit upon him, he says, as he waited for God to console his people with the coming of the Christ. Where was he waiting? He was waiting where God said he would be. He was waiting where God's word was read, where there is a congregation of people. This is why our church service looks so similar to the Old Testament temple system. It's not the same, but it's similar because much still remains the same. There is still a public reading of Scripture, and we still focus on the promise of the Messiah. They focus on the coming of the Messiah. We focus on the caming of the Messiah, to use my, my language, right? That he came and then he will come again. And so a, a devout Jewish man, Simeon, was where a devout Jewish man would be. Just as Mary and Joseph, devout in their faith, went to where you would expect them to go. To church, essentially. Where all of you were at on this first Sunday after Christmas. Which happens to be a day after Christmas, right? It doesn't mean to be sinless, to be righteous and devout. That's not what Luke is saying. It wasn't as if Simeon never sinned. No one is sinless. That's not the definition. It means to trust God's promise. That's what a righteous person is, a devout person is. It's one who listens to God's word and places himself under God's authority to do what Holy Scripture says to the best of your ability. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, not by yourself. Constantly turning from your sin, turning toward the Lord, going to where the Lord has promised to be in his word, and in his sacrament for you. Turning yourself to the instruction of Scripture for its guidance in your life to help you navigate this sinful world and for mercy when you blunder and for forgiveness when you sin, relying on Christ. It means to know that God is good for his word, that when he makes you a promise, he delivers just like Simeon and Anna believed. 
waiting a long time for the fulfillment of the promise, but receiving it. And this this good word of God moves you to want to obey the Lord. You trust his word like Simeon and you wait on it. It is good to wait on the Lord, believing everything will come to pass just as the Lord has said in the Lord's timing because you have the Holy Spirit upon you. Baptized believers in Christ are Simeons. You are a Simeon. We have received a revelation from the Lord just like Simeon did. The Holy Spirit has told you that like Simeon, you will not see death. Simeon died. And if the Lord delays longer, you too will die. But you will not see death. Not eternal death. Not, as Paul describes it, the second death. The final death. Your bodies don't know what your soul does. The death has been conquered. Because your bodies are still in this sinful system. A broken snow globe, so to speak. And your soul knows to look beyond the broken snow globe to the conquering one who reigns victorious, our Lord, the one who was born into this body, came into this broken snow globe to fix it. When death comes for you, it will not overpower you. You will get up from the dead and you will live with Christ forever on resurrection day. And so you speak Simeon's words as your own because you have the same spirit of belief that Simeon had. Like Simeon, we don't know when the fulfillment of God's promise will take place, and it's not important. We don't know when Jesus will return in glory. It's not for us to know. We don't know when he's going to come and finally usher in his heavenly kingdom with all of its fullness. We just pray, Lord, come, come quickly. And we trust that he will come just as quickly as he can. And that he only waits for people to be saved. He is waiting for salvation. To show mercy on those who do not believe. But we do not know what is, but we do know, excuse me, what is right before us right now. Just like Simeon knew as he held Jesus in his arms. That he was looking at the Savior of the world. As he held the baby, he saw the Christ the one who would eventually go to the cross 33 years later, long after Simeon was around. And he said so, even while seeing the Lord's death before him, knowing it was going to come to pass because that is what the Savior would do for us. He didn't have to be at the cross, Simeon, to know who this child was. God had fulfilled his word And Simeon was able to depart in peace at the sight of the incarnation of his God. We live on the other side of the Lord's crucifixion. And even though we didn't see Christ crucified and resurrected with our own eyes, we're able to lay our eyes on the sacramental miracle that occurs at the Lord's table and see the Lord enfleshed this way in this mysterious way. 
and then depart in peace, just like Simeon, according to the Lord's word. Our eyes seeing the salvation he prepared in the presence of all peoples upon the cross that is fixed to this very day, which he distributes to us each Sunday at his altar to console us with his gospel promise, reminding us always that we have been forgiven of our sins, that we have seen our salvation, that we know the Lord was born into our flesh, lived for us under the law perfectly, and died in our place, taking our punishment on the cross so that we wouldn't have to pay for our own sins, but would be resurrected on that last day, just like Jesus was resurrected. And we will live with him forever in paradise. Oh, how blessed we truly are. God bless you. Christmas-loving, incarnation-celebrating, Jesus-trumpeting, Bible-believing, salvation-seeing, song of Simeon-singing Christians. God bless you. Merry Christmas and amen.